You're listening to Transform Your Profits, the podcast for accountants who want to build a more profitable, successful, and impactful accounting firm. Your host is Reza Huda, a practice owner, mentor, and coach to accounting firm owners. Hi there, thanks for tuning in today to the podcast, Transform Your Profits for Accountants. In line with the series of having interviews with other accountants to see what's working and what's not in the accounting sphere. Today, I am pleased to have with me Carl Roberts. Carl Roberts uh, runs his own firm in the north of England, and we'll be talking about how Carl uses LinkedIn to grow his audience and win new business. Carl is someone that's done extremely well in leveraging the power of LinkedIn in recent times to generate new inquiries and business into his accounting firm. And you'll be listening and hearing all about how he's done it on today's podcast. As always, if you found the podcast useful, just give us a a rating on uh, Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast from. It would be much appreciated. And as always, email me with any ideas or any other potential speakers you have in mind that I can bring on board so we can all learn how to build more profitable, successful and impactful accounting firms. So on to today's session, enjoy. So by way of background, Carl, just tell us about you, your firm, where you're based, how many people you've got, and uh, we'll take it from there. Yep. Okay. Um, So uh, I kind of fell into accountancy. So that was a bit unfortunate. Um, stumbled across it because I was good at numbers. I got a, few, a couple of jobs early on, started an audit, that bored the life out of me. Um, and then I was recruited by what is now GMR Accountant. There were two partners, set the firm up in 1981. Uh, they brought me on as kind of senior accountant. Then back in 2012, they gave me the opportunity to buy in, which I did. And we rebranded as GMR Accountants. And then I kind of said to myself, oh crap, Um, I'm a business owner now. I've got to do something more than just produce accounts and tax returns. And that kind of just sent me on a different journey as to how to run a a good accountancy practice. Uh And I'm I'm sure everybody on this live will know that things are changing uh, pretty quickly in our industry, which I think is fantastic. It's just, it creates opportunities all over the place. So, um, yeah, over the last, since 2012, there's been a lot of change where we are. Um, fairly small practice. There are 11 of us in total, including myself, my fellow director. Um, mm-hmm. We've probably got three part-time members of staff included in that. Um, and that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Um, we, don't, we don't niche in anything. We're kind of a general practice. As I say, we've been going 30-odd years now. Mm-hmm. So we've got a good mix of old clients and brand new clients. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. And your size of your team? So yeah, there's 11 of us. 11 of you, oh, you mentioned that. 11, yeah. and you're based yeah. just outside uh, Liverpool, aren't you? That's uh, kind of, yeah, about 40 minutes from Liverpool and Preston's on the other side, 20 minutes away. In, Fantastic. Uh, we're in the seaside town of Southport. Lovely. Um, yeah, lots of pigeons and old people. right so in terms of um before we start getting into linkedin so before you discovered linkedin before you started to uh use that to generate business what were you doing beforehand being be uh interested to know um 
hoping is probably <laughs> um, yeah relying upon referrals um, was the main thing that I was doing um, and face-to-face -face networking I used to go to just one event every two weeks um, and that was that was the extent of my marketing activity it, it ticked along mm -hmm. got a few clients but it was very reactive I wasn't kind of choosing who those clients were which has changed since LinkedIn mm -hmm. so, yeah not a lot to answer your question Reza. right <laughs> so in terms of on average new inquiries that would come your way from your marketing efforts on a monthly basis would be typically not a lot at all not a lot what one a month if that sometimes um because there was there were three of us at the time three myself and two other partners at the time um and the practice was delivering what we needed it to at the time mm -hmm. so we weren't actively seeking new work we would just take it when it came along yeah um yeah so yeah in terms of new new clients coming on board not a lot at all we make we, we, we lose very few we don't lose a lot uh, and if we do it's generally because either we've asked them to leave or they've sold up retired etc so the fact has just ticked over quite nicely fantastic and then you start to use linkedin and everything changed yeah i guess it did uh, not straight away um i've been on linkedin for five years, I think it is now, five, maybe six. Mm -hmm. uh, and for the first three or four years, I did nothing with it. I listened to what other people were doing and thought, well, it's all right for them. But I think I was probably too afraid to do anything with it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, so for the first few years, nothing happened. And then, uh, as everyone does, kind of early on in the year, January, it's like my target this year is to do more with LinkedIn. Um, and I just got started. I just started putting some content out there, connecting with people and, and built it up from there to the point now, yes, where virtually all my business comes from from LinkedIn. Wow. And, and as I say, I get to be a bit picky about who we bring on as well. Mm, that's fantastic. I mean, I know you shared your results in the end uh, for 2019. Yeah. Uh, but just for those of you watching, put in the comments how many inquiries you think Carl got in 2019 from LinkedIn, from ideal clients. You Let us know in the chat box, in the comments box, and see if you are anywhere close to the reality. This is going to make me look silly now. Don't be shy. <laughs> comments box. Can be anything. <laughs> I think, Nadim, you're there. What do you think, Nadim? How many inquiries do you think Carl got in 2019? 250. <laughs> I really wish, Nadim. <laughs> Anyone else? Sarah? Jerry, uh, what's it we got? Uh, can't really see who's on here unless you are commenting. So give us some numbers. Sarah says 500. Okay, well, I think they're. Oh, I need to up my game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're talking about inquiries here. We're not talking about kind of uh, likes and comments and things. So, okay, well, reveal all. Carl, tell us the real number. What was the real number? I forgot now. Um, Thank you. Forty-seven. Forty-seven. Yeah. So it's a big disappointment to everybody that I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It was only forty-seven, um, and and that was basically people. There was no. There's no sell to my LinkedIn. It's all inbound, and that's essentially people messaging me saying, "Carl, I want to work with you. How can we make that happen? What do we do next?" Um, 
and I, di I didn't sign up 47 because um, I have a process which takes them because I'm using LinkedIn to focus on a particular type of client, mm -hmm. not just anybody and everybody. Um, I don't take on tax return only work. Uh, I have a specific idea of who I want to work with. So, so sorry, sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually, to put it into context, so Carl get got forty-seven leads, of which forty-four discovery calls were booked, twenty-two proposals after those calls were sent out, of which Carl won thirteen at an average fee of four thousand one hundred eighty-three pounds, which totaled fees of fifty-four thousand three hundred seventy-nine in 2019 from LinkedIn, which which is amazing, which is fantastic from essentially what is free marketing. You don't have to pay for LinkedIn. It's all organic reach. It's all completely free. And if Carl keeps going like that, then he's going to have one hell of a, of a practice in, uh, in years to come. So Carl, tell us in terms of your content strategy then from where you started out and then when you started to kind of really get the feel that there's something in it here. I'm starting to get inquiries. This is really working. Now, how do you craft your content to attract the kind of inquiries that uh, you're looking for from your ideal clients? Yeah. Um, so I guess it all starts from knowing the type of business that I want to work with. Mm -hmm. um, and then quite simply, I guess I put myself in their shoes and Think about the questions that they're wondering that they're asking the frustrations that they have with their current accountants and i kind of i do a combination of things i try and answer some of those questions but i also put myself in a different light i i don't want to be just your kind of once a year end of year accountant mm -hmm. so all my content is trying to portray that and show that essentially we're trying to create partnerships with our clients and work with them on their business so it all comes from understanding what the client actually looks like. Um, so if you looked at my LinkedIn uh, post, for example, you, you will never ever see me mention tax returns mm -hmm. because I don't want to attract tax return type clients. I want to attract limited companies of a certain size that we can work with in a certain way. Um, so that's why that directs the, the content that I put out there. And it's it's more, I guess, business related as well than just accounting. Um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, Reza. But... Yep, yep, absolutely. So in terms of uh, what do you, so I know you do, you do a lot of videos, don't you? You do videos yeah. and a mixture of uh, text posts. And yeah. you try and put yourself in the shoes of your target market, your ideal client. Yes. Um, and a business owner. And I, and I know a lot of your posts are quite educational in terms yeah. of educating them on numbers. Um, so is that purposeful that you find in your dealings with your clients that you want to work with that actually that is a gap there that we kind of sometimes take for granted that they will just understand the numbers. But oh, yeah. Quite clearly they don't. And then you then use that as an opportunity to reach out to bridge the gap. Yeah, you've hit, you've hit the nail on the head there, Reza. I think a lot of my inspiration for my posts comes from the meetings that I'm having with my clients on a daily basis. Mm. And just because we produce a profit and loss account and pop it in front of the client, you can't expect them to understand that. They rely upon us to understand that. So uh, I see my role as almost the interpreter of the numbers. Um, clients want 
if I do this, this will happen. If I don't do this, this will happen. <laughs> That's how I want to work with and help my clients. And that kind of drives the uh, content that I put out there on LinkedIn, like you say, the educational type stuff, um, to try and just demonstrate that um, the numbers can be powerful. And once you understand the numbers, it can help you as a business owner make better decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, I guess that's a lot of that drives my content. Yeah. And I mean, when you look at the posts that have given you the greatest engagement, what would you say it is about those particular posts that, that gave you the engagement that you got? It's probably where, where people can relate. Mm. I think it is. It's where I've put something out there and people will say, I'm in that position now. I didn't understand that. I get that. And you will, yeah, yeah, I think that's it, where people can relate to what you're putting out there. Not everybody will because everyone's on a different path. I put a post out last night and I got an inbox message saying this was impeccably timed for us because we were just talking about this today. Um, Can we have a conversation? And that's generally how the content starts to attract people because you're talking about something that is affecting them there and now. Mm-hmm. Other times they will they will find it interesting, they will they will like it, but if they're not experiencing that pain or that frustration, then it might not be the right time for them. So I think that's where LinkedIn it kind of it snowballs. You get a bit at the beginning, but they're they're absorbing your content, and it could be two months, it could be two years before somebody gets in touch. But if they've been absorbing your content, yeah, and they start to experience that pain that I've previously answered or just answered in that post and chances are they'll they'll touch base with you and and want to have a conversation Mm. yeah absolutely there's anyone who's got any specific questions for carl do let us know and i'll uh, i'll put them to him so i think you raised a valid point there carl in terms of what people don't see and people might look at you now and see that you're getting great engagement and you've got all this uh you know inquiries and work that comes from it so people kind of see the the success but that's not an overnight success it's as a result of the consistent showing up and actually posting on a on a regular basis time and again whether you're getting engagement or not yeah and the culmination of that like we discussed in the last session about you know tiny changes remarkable results the the marginal gains the one percent improvements that you know you have demonstrated that's what's kind of required to build it up to a point where you are seen as someone who people want to work with so uh so in terms of yeah your consistency how how often do you aim to post it then in terms of your content um good question uh, the aim is is simply twice a week it's always been twice a week mm-hmm. um typically it's more like four or five times a week right um i i schedule i don't i don't schedule i put it in my calendar i have a little calendar that says what i've got to do for the day and linkedin post is always there on two days a week just to make sure that i'm consistent that i'm showing up at least twice a week mm-hmm. uh, the problem i have is that i can't control the ideas that come to my head and i will just tend to react and be like oh that's a good idea that makes sense and boom it, and i'll pop it out there um so that's how it kind of it turns into four or five maybe even more times a week um i i try and build up i'm a bit strange in that i email myself when these ideas come because it might not be the right time for me to post but i want to save it for later 
so I think in my I have a little LinkedIn folder. I think there's 130 unread items sat there at the minute. So if ever I'm struggling, I can just go and see what I've emailed myself and get some ideas. Um, but yeah, it, as you said, Reza, it's it's crucial to be consistent, mm. uh, and that's why I schedule it in um, because we all get busy, and it's so easy to to forget to do this stuff, to not get chance. A week turns into two, and then before you know it, you're months down the line. And you've kind of forgotten about that and you've got to start all over again. Mm, yeah, definitely. Now, I, I like the system you use to remind yourself that you've got something to do by emailing yourself. Yeah. Um, I use uh, Trello. So I've got a list on Trello about posts that are scheduled and posts kind of ideas. And then I, if I've yeah. got an idea quickly just from my phone or from the computer can just put a little note to say, you know, this is what I need to talk about and yeah. put it out so that it's always there. Um, yeah. It's important, like you said, to have a place where you can capture ideas because these can come to you at any time. More often when you're outside the office, you know, oh. not actually engaged in work and that's when your creative juices start to flow, isn't it? Um, always. It's always when you don't want them to come, Reza. Absolutely. Like when you're driving or in the shower or something like that. So, yeah, that's it. So Nadim is asking, what do you find has worked better for you, video or text-based post? That's a great question. Um, Okay, so here, here's where it, it strays from the vanity metrics of LinkedIn. So a text post will make you feel good because people will like it, you'll get lots of views and you get a bit of engagement as well. The video posts, which are probably more uncomfortable for some people, but once you do it, you, you're okay. Um, sometimes the views are dismal. You know, on, on a text post, I could reach 10,000 views quite easily. On a video post, I'd probably struggle to get over 2,000 uh, views. Mm. However, whenever I meet a prospect or if I go to an event or something like that, I've been places now, oh, you're the LinkedIn guy. Um, <laughs> people, people always talk about my videos. They don't talk about my posts, the, the mm. text-based posts. They always, always refer to my videos even though sometimes I may think, oh, that's just, that's just bombed. It's had 400 views and one person's liked it. But people will, will talk about the videos more than anything. And particularly with prospects, they, when they've seen the videos, when they come sit in front of me, they, the first thing they always say is, I feel like I already know you. Yeah. So you're halfway there. You're Absolutely. halfway there with those prospects. I mean, that. As long as they're a good fit for us, the job's almost done. Um, so, yes, the, the engagement may be less in terms of the number of people liked and viewed it, but I think the outcome is, is better from videos. Mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, yeah, I like the way you phrased it. It is a vanity metric on your text post, but like you say, and that's, you know, video is so powerful mm. because, you know, that's how you kind of get yourself across. And, and I've noticed the same when people consume your videos, yeah, convert them because, you know, they already, they're already sold by you. They're already, um, you know, the no like and trust is already there. And it's just about, you know, getting them over that line, which is so yeah. much easier when they've consumed your video content, which is, you know, why, why it's so important, why I encourage people to do the video challenge in the group to yeah. actually get out there and be more confident, even if, you know, your first few videos, you may think they're rubbish, but actually um, just the, the, the mere fact of just doing it, no matter 
how bad the quality or how bad you think it might be, it will yeah. do wonders for, you know, your, yourself, your, your profile, your brand, your firm and all the rest of it. Completely agree. Carrie is asking, do you edit the videos yourself or does someone do them for you? <laughs> there is no editing, Carrie. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, it's all myself. It, it's just a, a smartphone, iPhone. Um, I guess uh, one take wonder. Uh, I, the thing is, Carrie, I probably don't look, I don't always look back over the videos too much because I still don't like watching myself. Um, I'm getting better. Um, but th there's no editing involved other than um, chopping out the, the front and the end um, where I'm pulling a, a silly still face or something like that. Mm. that. That's it in terms of editing. And is that how you just started out? You just got your iPhone, you put it on a, a tripod or a stand or something? Yeah, I mean, so I use a, yeah, I use a tripod in here or mm -hmm. uh, wherever I decide to, to shoot the video. Um, yeah, all the videos are done on, on my iPhone. I have experimented with the webcam. Um, they've not come across as well. I'm going to work on that more this year. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they're the all just done on the iPhone, either on a selfie stick or a, a tripod. And uh, yeah, press play, see what comes out. And then yeah. I just, I get it out there. Brilliant. Fantastic. Right. Anyway, if you've just joined, I've got Carl here. If you've got any questions for him on how he generates over £50,000 worth of fees on LinkedIn, let us know in the comments. One question I do have for you, Carl, actually, is yeah. you have a, and I know you got some incredible engagement with this post that you did, I think sometime last year. Now, when I was talking oh, yeah. to you, you mentioned that uh, I think LinkedIn had uh, had, had intervened because they didn't like what you were doing. Oh yeah, yeah. Your posts, and I think it was your it was your book, wasn't it? You were, it, yeah. You were asked. You put your book out there that you did, and then uh, asking people to put in the comments if they wanted a copy, and it just went viral like crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, talk us through that. What was that? I mean, clearly you've got you've got a lead magnet. You've got a book which is highly valuable, and I think yeah. I'm guessing that helps you as well in terms of. Yes yourself as an authority and an expert in your field so yeah, yeah talk, talk us about the you know the book how you yeah. you know when you when you did it how you did it what it's about and how it helps you okay so this is the book that Reza's talking about the profit compass um and it's basically written with my ideal client in mind in terms of um how to use numbers to grow your business and it's talking about real businesses that i've worked with small medium-sized businesses uh, and certain things that we've done working together and how it's helped them improve the business. The idea is to take you away from the stereotypical accountant that just crunches numbers, does tax returns. Um, so the post that Reza's referring to, every now and then on LinkedIn, I have a, a kind of a, a capture page behind the book. And every now and then on LinkedIn, I'll just say, hey, uh, here's a case study. A client went from this to this. Uh, they're featured in the book if you want a copy. Just, let, just comment below and I'll send you one. Um, and every now and then these things take off. And this one really did on, it was on a Sunday uh, and it ended up getting half a million views. Um, I had to hire uh, two of the girls, uh, I had to get their 16 year old daughters in to come in and send, send text, to, send messages to people replying and also send the books out. Um, and yeah, it, it, it was good. It had some like 3000 comments or something. Um, but then it stopped really quickly and everyone was saying, Somebody's told me about your your post, but I can't see it. 
I could see, but nobody else could see it. And LinkedIn had stopped me. And the reason that they'd stopped me was because to send somebody the book, I had to be a first connection with them. So this post resulted in me gaining um, over a thousand connection requests as well in 24 hours. Um, but when I connect with people, I say, hey, great to connect. Here's a copy of, of the book. Um, but I think what would happen, what happened is not everybody had accepted my connection request. So LinkedIn looked at me and thought I was spamming all these people by trying to connect with everybody and only a, and a quite a chunk of them were not connecting with me. So they shut me down. Um, <laughs> luckily, um, I found a nice person at LinkedIn that um, I could <laughs> put, my, put my case forward to and they got me back up and running. Um, but yes, I, I still, I don't think you can see that post anymore. They, they never reinstated it. <laughs> I can see it, and I've got a picture of it somewhere just to just to prove I wasn't lying that I got half. Yeah, you do a blog post on how I broke LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was um, that 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 strategy works quite well. I did I did one a week or so ago. Mm. Again, that has I can't remember four hundred odd comments on it or something like that. Yeah, uh, and it's just it's just a way of filling up my pipeline. Quite a lot of the clients that come on board as well have read the book. So the book complements the the posts that go out on LinkedIn. So mm. when people are, are sat in front of me, they kind of know what I'm about already. Um, and it's it, it, I guess it's a filtering process of yeah. trying to attract the right person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know it's definitely a kind of a, a strategy I advocate as well to kind of create something of value, a lead magnet of some sort, like you have done with your book, yeah. and then use that as a way of positioning yourself and talking to your ideal client so that people that have consumed it are already ready and aware of what they're going to get. And then using social media to kind of obviously raise awareness of it and funnel yeah. them into your own uh, lead capture um, system to then nurture those prospects going forward so i presume in terms of that side of things you've got it set up with mailchimp in the background that collects the email addresses of everyone who signs up for it yeah i, I do but I, i'm i'm experimenting at the minute mm -hmm. so i do have that um i don't think my follow-on emails are good enough um so i'm going to change them and maybe incorporate more video into them mm. uh, to get my personality across as well and just a better explanation um, but this, this last one that I did, um, I basically said, if you want a free copy of the book, let me know. Um, we have to be connected for me to send you that. So I made sure I got that in there first so that they were sending me the connection request. So LinkedIn didn't tell me off. Um, so they would connect with me. And then I would, I simply just sent them the PDF, no strings attached, no email required, just sent them the PDF. And I think the idea behind that is, look, we've just connected and I've given you something of real value straight away. Um, now that we're connected, you can also see all the posts that I'm going to put out there and hopefully you'll absorb enough of my content that at some point you might come knocking on the door to see if we can mm. work together. Brilliant. No, that's, that's great. That's, that's a good, good strategy for, I guess, for people who aren't familiar with LinkedIn in terms of if you want your LinkedIn is still in terms of all the platform, social media platforms out there gives you great organic reach, meaning that it gives you the ability to reach a wider network for free, as opposed to the likes of Facebook, where organic reach is limited. Um, but to get that, your posts need to be need to have a high levels of engagement. So if your posts get a lot of likes and especially comments, if you get a lot of comments on your post, it's going to show it to more and more people. So that's the idea. And again, Carl uses that very well 
to kind of get some peak people's interest to give away value without anything uh, in return expected. And that then helps exposure and builds his connections and, uh, you know, then generates into inquiries in the future. Michelle is asking, are your videos always work related or personal as well? Good question. I've done a couple of personal ones. Sometimes what I do is I link a personal experience to something that relates to business. Um, an example was when my five-year-old boy was learning to ride his bike and was really struggling. Um, and we went to one of these groups where they have all these kids trying to learn to ride their bikes. And I thought, and James was, he was not getting it. He was going to be the 18 year old boy that couldn't ride a bike. Um, and we just had a bit of a chat and I just said, stop focusing on everyone, stay in your own lane. And eventually he got it. And once he got it, he, he was off. And, and then you can link that back to um, a kind of a business post in that forget the competition, forget what other people are doing, stay in your own lane, focus on what you are doing. Um, I think, I think I need to do more personal stuff. Um, because I, I think it's good to get your own personality across because at the end of the day, people buy from people. And if you look at people like uh, Jerry Williams and Laura Taylor, they are fantastic on LinkedIn um, and they show a lot of their own personality. Um, you know, Laura, very, very open and honest. Um, and Jerry will, will have you in stitches, basically. <laughs> um, but it's not all accountancy related. So it's a great strategy because you're getting people to buy into you and like you as a person. And then when you mix that in and go, hey, I'm an accountant, I'll do some really cool stuff. Then they go, all right, okay, great. That's a, that's a, that's a bonus. Mm. Um, I think it's a good, a good strategy. I think I need to do more personal stuff, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I agree with you there as well. It's, um, you know, people think that LinkedIn is a, is a business platform. Yes, it's, it's a networking platform, but it, there's people on it. So yeah. yeah, be yourselves, be be authentic. And there's a reason why, you know, when because um, LinkedIn have you have the ability to post as your company as well. But company posts never do as well as personal posts because you don't really can you can't really relate to a company, um, and therefore individual posts come across a, a lot better. You know, you can actually put your personality across, be authentic, be you. Um, talk about what you like initially because it can be used for relationship building, you know, building relationships, which you never know where they may take you or get you. And it's all about, you know, giving uh, and a law of reciprocity will, will give you something in return. So as long as if you just have that mindset of giving, it will come back to you at some point in uh, at some time. So guys, any more questions for Carl before we round up? So any last gasp questions? This is your last chance to, to ask Carl how he generates an unbelievable amount of inquiries from LinkedIn. Oh, Nadim again. Nadim says, how do you use hashtags? Because question, as I got confused when I posted my first video last week, which do you pick? Um, it's completely random, Nadim. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I've crafted a post, uh, LinkedIn will suggest a number of hashtags at the bottom. So mine are generally profit, small business, success, that kind of thing. Um, whether they work, I don't know. Uh, I, I just play around with it, to be honest, Nadine. Um, every now and then LinkedIn will tell me that I'm trending on a certain hashtag, but it doesn't, 
doesn't really mean that much to me, to be honest. Um, so yeah, there's no science behind that. Um, I just choose them at random. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe I can uh, chip in here. There is, there is a link from LinkedIn perspective. There is, um, from what I've heard from LinkedIn experts, the optimum number of hashtags to use is three. Uh, yeah. What you'll find is when you actually go to the URL on your post that you've done, it will actually have the three t hashtags in that post. So it does use them in some way. Um, and there is there are ways of finding out which are popular hashtags. And that's how you get your stuff trending by using popular hashtags. If you just type in popular hashtags into Google, there's a guy called uh, I think Andy Foote, who's an LinkedIn expert. He's done a whole list of 100 popular hashtags so you can pop one or two of those in um you know just to help you get a little bit of extra reach if, if you wanted to if you are you know uh discussing a, a particular topic which has a a hashtag you can also use them reza to to find good content one thing we've not talked about is well, all we've talked about is putting our own content out there but you can also linkedin is very powerful in terms of commenting on other people's content and building relationships right. that way mm. So you could use a hashtag small business or hashtag profit, search for that, and it will tell you uh, other people that have posted using that hashtag, which you can then comment on and show your expertise that way. Sometimes you get more likes commenting on somebody else's post than you would do on your own post, mm. assuming the comment's a good one and a sensible one. That's right. That's a very good point, very valid point, because you'll see, um, yeah, like you say, if you are, when you're scrolling through your feed, even though a post will have 50 comments, it will show a comment from someone you're connected to. Mm -hmm. So that's another good way of even, even if you don't have anything to post and you're just starting out, then actually engaging on other people's posts through commenting will get you exposure. Uh, and um, yeah, like, like Carl mentioned, it, it definitely helps. Oh, just lastly, I had a question here that I want to ask you. So what system do you use to track your marketing efforts? Because clearly you have a system. I mean, you managed to give me some quite detailed figures from number of inquiries to calls to proposals to work one directly from LinkedIn. So is there a system you use? Yeah, you're going to embarrass me now, Reza. It's a spreadsheet. <laughs> it's still a system. It's yeah. a, it's, it's a, what, what tends to happen is, um, and I'm not exactly sure how accurate in terms of the leads, because sometimes all, all the inquiries come through LinkedIn. Generally, the messages, um, and I have a brief conversation, and some of it's n the phishing; it's not a lead. But if, if I think they're serious, it goes down on my spreadsheet as a as a lead, mm -hmm. and then I'll book in a discovery call, um, and then that's tracked on the spreadsheet that we've had the discovery call. It's a fit or it's not a fit, um, and if it's not a fit, then I'll, I'll say goodbye. Uh, and if I do believe it's a fit, then I'll arrange another meeting to do the proposal with them. And then the, it follows through from there. Mm -hmm. So nothing fancy. Um, I always like to start simple. So it started on a piece of paper and then it went to a spreadsheet. And then as as the volume grows, if I want the volume to grow, then I may look at a CRM system. Um, but sure. to be fair, I've had the CRM systems in the past and I've not had the same benefit as I have from a simple mm -hmm spreadsheet yeah sometimes simple is just best yeah brilliant okay well carl it's been a pleasure it's been great talking to you yeah. if you guys that are watching if you haven't already connected with carl on linkedin he's carl roberts 
go and connect with him. I'm sure he will, uh, he'll be glad and pleased to connect with you. And you can then see the great stuff he's putting out, all his posts and, and what he's doing um, on LinkedIn to generate the level of business that he does. Carl, once again, thank you very much for thank this. You. Much appreciated. And we'll catch up soon, no doubt. Thank you. Cheers, Reza. Thanks, Carl. Thank See you, everyone. Thank you for listening. For more free content, videos, and resources, visit www.rezahuda.com. And if you haven't already, come and join the community in our Transform Your Profits Facebook group, where we support each other to build more successful, profitable, and impactful accounting firms.